It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. And my name is Don Crawford, Jr., the grateful owner of KWM Radio and co-host of this Estate Planning Essentials Strategies Complications Program, openly and honestly seeking to do nothing but protect your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with my attorney, my friend, my co-host, who should very much so be your attorney in my subjective opinion, and his name is is the Dallas Elder Law Attorney, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? doing? Fine, thank you. Welcome back to another program. I appreciate your time and your expertise, and I know the audience will too, especially with this topic, because this affects anybody basically with children. And so I was excited when you brought this up and said, I think we should address this today. So today, Michael, we want to talk about why parents give a bulk of their estate to their children during their lifetimes, and should they? Yeah, there's usually four reasons why we see this, why people think that they should do this. Um, and I'll go over each of those different topics uh, or reasons and see if it makes sense or not. Okay. The first reason is sometimes people think they do it for taxes. Now, sometimes that be, could be applicable, and sometimes it couldn't be. Uh, and the next one would be for Medicaid. Medicaid, as we've talked about on a show a couple of weeks ago, is means-tested. In other words, they look at your assets, and so they say, oh, uh, for Medicaid or sometimes for veterans' benefits, they give away assets so that they could get eligibility for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that sometimes you hear is we're concerned that we might get sued, so we're going to give away some of our money. And the other reason is to avoid probate. I'm going to give away my assets now. I trust my child so I could avoid probate. Okay. So let's talk about each one of those and what the facts are, what you should consider uh, before you, you look before you leap. So let's say it's for some people. There's different tax issues. The first thing would be estate tax. Oh, if I have... I'm going to give away my assets so I don't my we don't have to pay uh, any estate tax after I die. And it's an estate, right? Estate, yeah, estate, E S T A T E, and not federal versus state. Okay. Well, there is, yeah. Texas follows the feds uh, as far as the amount that you could give at your death, mm-hmm. which presently in year 2022 is $12,060,000. Okay, it just keeps going up, basically. Yeah, it, well, until 2026, and it'll be one half of whatever it is in 2025, uh, and then it sunsets, the provisions passed in 2016, 
uh, it sunsets back to you know five million plus inflation, mm. which it, you know it's probably going to be closer to you would think seven million at that time. Uh, of course, inflation's really big this year. Wait. It could be you know uh, if it's going to go up. 10, let's say inflation was 10% this year, it could be next year that it could be over $13 million. Wow. And so until it keeps on going up, uh, and we'll just see what inflation does. And just like your Social Security, for those who are getting Social Security, uh, your Social Security probably is going to go up 10% or so next year because of inflation, but also your Medicare Part B premium is going to go up too. Oh, right. So you might not be up. Uh, uh, everything you know is, is going up, mm-hmm. it seems like. Uh, I know I'm on the uh, board of a nursing home, and the rates are going up 12%. And, and when you think about because uh, of different costs that have happened. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're lucky that uh, gas prices are going down and things like that. Uh, as we saw a few weeks ago at you know Labor Day weekend, all these people were traveling on the roads because gas prices have gone down. But mm-hmm. for the most part, things are going up. Yep. Well, anyway, taxes. Let's talk about there are some states that do have state taxes, State estate taxes, mm-hmm. in addition to the federal estate taxes, but Texas is not one of them. And when you say some states, is there a certain number, a majority of them? What, what is no, it? No, I know? think it's a minority. Minority, but okay. um, and they have some states have estate taxes. Some of them have what they call inheritance taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas doesn't have either one. Texas is mm-hmm. more tax friendly, mm-hmm. uh, and so. If you died today and you hadn't given away assets that were excess of what's called the annual exclusion, then um, uh, and your estate was less than twelve million sixty thousand dollars. So if you're married, that's twenty-four. If you both gave away money, you can give away over twenty-four million dollars without there being any uh, gift tax right now. Amazing. Uh, so uh, and if you're if you died uh, and. Of course, sometimes you have to have some planning in connection if your estate is over $12 million, But most people don't have a $12 million estate to begin with. Right. So if you're giving away money and your estate was less than $12 million because you're trying to save, or even if it was, you know, $7 million, goodness, how many people do that? Right. Uh, it, it wouldn't be for estate tax purposes because your estate was less than that to begin with. Mm-hmm. The next problem with that is... If I give away an asset as, that has appreciated, there's a thing called carryover basis. All right, so let me say, let's say you had Google stock, and it was worth, you bought it up for $100 a share. We'll just say you had one share just to be simple. Uh, and it was worth um, $500 a share at your death. Okay. If I kept it until I died you would get what's called a step-up in basis. So now, if you sold the stock for $500 the day after that, whoever the beneficiary is sold the stock for $500 the day after that uh, person who owned the Google stock that died, uh, died, then uh, there would be no capital gains tax. However, if they had given that Google stock to you during their lifetime and you sold it for $500, then that $400 increase would be subject to capital gains tax. And, you know, the capital gains tax, uh, although it based on your income, it could go up to 20% plus a 3.8% uh, Medicare surcharge tax. So if you gave away property that had gone up in value 
or stocks that had appreciated or anything that's basically appreciated for the most part, then if you gave away during life, you lose the step up in basis. So you wouldn't want to do it for capital gains tax purposes. You wouldn't want to do it for estate purposes. Usually now, if you had a, a really large estate, you could give away up to $16,000 a year per person without reporting to the IRS. Okay. So somebody who has a really large estate, they may be giving away the 16000 uh, Sometimes there's other things that people do if on larger estates. But for the most people, don't have larger estates. Sure. And so, uh, so it, it doesn't make sense for the most part on estate tax purposes. And for capital gains tax purposes, um, then it also really generally doesn't make sense. Okay. Now let's talk about um, uh, income tax. Uh, so I guess it really depends on, you know, a lot of times the children may have a higher income tax rate than the parent. So let's say I gave away this uh, stock, uh, this Google stock that's giving dividends, uh, or uh, maybe that uh, maybe I gave away something that was rental property that was generating income. That would be a problem. Maybe the child has higher income tax rates. Often the parent may be retired or whatever, and they may be in a lower tax bracket. So if I give away the asset that has either appreciated or generates income like uh, a CD, well, now all of a sudden the child's income tax rate may be higher than the parent's income tax rate. So it's not going to save generally. Now, some people might do that because the child's rate may be lower, uh, but uh, but for the most part, it really doesn't make sense for most people. Uh, you could have, remember, uh, your income, uh, the income tax is, again, what's the trade-off, too? If I give it away, bad things can happen to that beneficiary. They could get divorced. Is, have things gotten commingled? They could get sued. They could get... They could have uh, become disabled and have to use the money for themselves. They could have an addiction issue. They could die first, things like that. So anyway, the bottom line is, and that's one of the things that we should talk about in just a second too, is that the income tax issue is really probably not that much of an issue. Let's say that you have a homestead, and I give away the home to my child. I'm afraid of Medicaid estate recovery. Uh, because the laws may be that they could take or get my home after I die if I have long-term care. We've talked about ladybird deeds on prior shows, how you could s protect the home from a claim of the state. But let's say somebody wasn't as knowledgeable and they just gave away their home because they're concerned that the laws could change, and they could. Well, let's say, let's talk about that. What If it's your home, uh, do you get a homestead exemption? Yeah, you do. You pay less taxes mm -hmm. for if it's your homestead. What if you're over 65? Do you get less taxes? Or what if you're disabled? Yeah, you pay less ta property taxes here in Texas. So if I give it to the child and it's not their home and they're not disabled, oh, now you're going to have higher property taxes. In addition to the fact that we what we talked about before, the loss of step-up in basis. Give the property, it's gone up. Most people's homes have gone up in value here. Uh, and so if I gave that home that I bought uh, in, 
We had somebody uh, recently, oh, yeah, they bought that home 65 years ago. Do you think that prices have gone up in 65 years? Well, now if I gave away that home and the child has it and sells the home and it's not their home, well, they'll have to pay capital gains on that appreciation. Wow. So be careful. Taxes are really not the answer mm. generally for giving away your assets. Now, sometimes, again, if you have a larger estate, sometimes you do make these gifts. Or if you think that you know when it's over the estate tax limit, then sometimes there is situations. But for the most part, the answer is no. All right, let's talk about Medicaid. Um, Okay, so Medicaid, as we've talked about on prior shows, uh, has a, uh, at least on long-term care Medicaid, uh, again, we've also talked on other shows that it has, there's 109 Medicaid programs, each with their own rules. So I'm talking about the Medicaid, which we see most commonly as an elder law attorney, and that is where the government helps pay for long-term care costs. Um, in other words, let's say a nursing home or care at home. Well, Medicaid has a anti-fraud provision saying that if you gave away asset because they look at your assets, if you should apply for Medicaid, that uh, that you know you did it on purpose to get eligible for Medicaid. So some people may give away their assets. Um, let's say they did it, you know, five years in advance because there's a five-year look back. They look when you apply back five years, to, and they presume they being the government who pays for helps pay for care, um, that if you did made a gift for less than fair market value, then you did on purpose to reduce your assets so that the government helped pay for care. So if I had something, a car that was worth $20,000 and I sold it for $1, that would be a $19,999 uncompensated transfer. They presume you did it on purpose to the get for the government to help pay for care. You could rebut the presumption. Uh, but you have to rebut the presumption. So guilty until proven innocent. Right, right. As we, yeah, so as I always joke about, I say that seniors have less rights than terrorists. You've always said that. Yeah, because uh, if you're a terrorist and you committed a criminal act, you kill somebody, then, you know, you're presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. But if you gave to uh, favorite charity or a child four years earlier than your stroke, then the presumption is you did on purpose to reduce your assets to get eligible for Medicaid. Because of the sins of your predecessors, probably. Right, right, right. right. Well, you know, it used to be that, I mean, they keep on increasing the look-back period. When I started doing elder law, uh, it was two years, and then it went up to two and a half years, 30 months. Uh, And then it went to 36 months, uh, three years. Um, Some people still talk about that, uh, three years. Uh, and, and then it went to five years. Uh, so now it's a five-year look-back period. And then uh, in the prior administration, they're thinking about increasing it to 10 years. Wow. So okay. so the, the idea was we are going to presume that you reduced your assets so that we will pay for the cost of your care. Mm-hmm. Okay. So some people do make gifts uh, to um, get eligible, and yes, you can. And by the way, just because you make a gift within the five years doesn't necessarily mean that there's five years of ineligibility. It will depend on the program. So if you have uh, this program where there's care at home, yes, that would be five years. Well, one of the programs at home, uh, Star Plus Medicaid. 
Uh, another one, community attendance services or primary home care, there's no look-back period at all. Mm-hmm. But if you go into a nursing home, they look at the average cost of a nursing home, and they divide that into the amount of the uncompensated transfer to determine how many months of ineligibility from the date that the, the person is um, applied and is otherwise eligible. I know it gets kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. But I'm just saying that some people make transfers to get eligible for Medicaid. That does or could work. But, again, what happens if the person that we give it to gets sued? Uh-oh. That money is that person's, and guess where it goes? To that person's creditors. What happens if that person we give the money to commingles it with their spouse and they get divorced? Mm. Uh-oh. Is that ex-daughter-in-law or son-in-law going to take care of you? Right. What happens if your child becomes disabled? I gave it to my child, and they have become disabled. Let's say they're mentally disabled. By the way, transfers to a disabled child are an exception to the Medicaid look-back period. However, if that child was on Medicaid, well, then all of a sudden they lose their Medicaid. So you got to be careful on who you give it to. If they're just on Social Security disability, I suppose not only is it an exception to the Medicaid rules, but uh, but let's say if they're mentally disabled and they need guardianship. Well, if they're a guardian, then if they need a guardian, the guardian has a duty to the ward and has to do what's in the best interest of the ward. That means that you have to spend the money on that person and not on the parent who gave the money. What happens if the child becomes uh, or dies before you? Oh, they, you know, we knew the child, we trust the child, but the child gives everything to the wife or his husband. And that child's, ex, that ex-son-in-law or daughter-in-law maybe not have as close a relationship as your child would have. Or maybe that child, that uh, the son-in-law or daughter-in-law gets remarried. And the assets, and then, they're, then they have a duty to take care of their spouse even if their spouse uh, didn't have any money and they mm. inherited your money, uh, and then all of a sudden you have a duty to support that other person. Oh, the tangled web we weave. Yes. Uh, what happens if the child all of a sudden has some sort of addiction issue? They are addicted to drugs. They're addicted to alcohol. They're addicted to gambling. Be careful where you give it. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Now, by the way, you could do things in a different way that gives some protection just to let you know. Mm -hmm. If you were wanting to make a transfer, there's a certain type of trust that you could do. Good. And we're going to talk about that after we talk about the workshop. So hold off. Uh, I want to address that because I almost want to change the name of the program, as I often do, to estate planning essential consequences. Because it just seems like Consequences can have a negative denotation to it. It probably does. Not can, it probably does. But, you know, these are your choices, and you have to live with them. But the best way to make sure that you're making informed and accurate decisions based on what you want. Michael starts this program off every Saturday, every Tuesday, every Monday when we air the program with I Did It My Way, which is God's way, your way, and what's best for your family. So... To make sure it's done the right way, the safe way, the legalist, legalist way, most legal way, you need to attend Michael's next workshop, which is Tuesday, October the 11th at 10 a.m., where you get to attend 
Um, and the, first of all, the location is 635 and 75, right? I use numbers. I don't use the name of the freeways. Yeah, I'm old, right? I'm old and, and I'm a Dallasite, so I use the names. Okay. I, uh, so. no, I think your way is better. I don't see the names of um, the numbers of the freeways very often. I think I'm the, the Pennsylvanian who uses Texas terms. Um, but I left Pennsylvania 30 years ago. I got out of there as quickly as I could. But um, sit down at Michael's workshop with 20, 30 other people. Mm-hmm. And you ask questions about estate planning and government assistance, which is very helpful, not just to you, but for the people around you who will internalize and, and wonder, hmm, I wonder if this applies to me. I better run home and check my plan. And Michael just sits there like he sits with me every week, basically, and answers the questions. He comes up with the topics. But I should, Micah should bill me for the last 10 years. I shouldn't be billing him or, or either because I learned so much from these workshops that I get to have with Michael and face-to-face every week about estate planning. So it's very helpful. And Michael, you've been doing these 10 years now that they become second nature for you. Yeah, no, we, it's an estate planning essentials workshop. We ask people what they want to know. And for then we write down those questions on a board, mm-hmm. and through those two hours of that free estate planning essentials workshop, we answer the questions. Mm-hmm. And it's a workshop, not a seminar, because we want people to be interactive. They ask questions throughout, and you never know what the questions would be. Nope. Uh, is it going to be about estate planning? Is it going to be about Medicaid? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be about veterans benefits? Is it going to be about powers of attorney? Is it going to be about trust? Is it going to be about wills? Mm-hmm. You know, we never know what the questions might be. Mm-hmm. And so every workshop is different. We say that, you know, not only is it two hours that time flies by and you have fun along the way, but you'll also learn something. Uh, To go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at dallaselderlawyer.com. That's dallaselderlawyer.com. And if you go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, we give you one more, well, actually a couple more benefits. Uh, one is a free one-hour vision meeting where we look at your individual situation. Maybe you didn't want to get too, too personal at the workshop, but we'll, uh, we'll go over your situation and answer your questions uh, and see if your documents that you may have or may not have, uh, what you may need, or look and see if what you have is okay. And we just tell you what it is. It's, so it's got three free hours of legal education without obligation. The other fringe benefit, of course, is of course. the thing that people have been clamoring for. Oh, and in fact, they use they use those free KAAM coffee mugs to make more clamor. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, do they clamor them together? They're, that's that? right. Okay. They're clanging them together. Oh, it's, it's kind of like symbols. Yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> yeah so, uh, yes, the free day of AM, KAAM coffee mug, who can ask for anything more is another fringe benefit mm-hmm. of going to that uh, free estate planning essentials workshop. So sign up by dialing 214-720-0102 or go to dallaselderlawyer.com for Michael's website and website information. And of course, the podcast you can always download from the website as well. Now, parents give a bulk of the estate to their children during their lifetime to also avoid probate and that could be a myth. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, but before I even get to that, mm-hmm. I, we, we uh, had teased right before the uh, kind of break there, mm-hmm. uh, is that there is a way to give assets 
that with that um, in a way that gets the clock running for Medicaid, mm-hmm. but doesn't have the adverse effects, okay. the credit protection, uh, the step up in basis, uh, the, all the tax benefits. You could have it where you could have elements of control, and it's considered a transfer. So there is a certain type of trust that you could do to protect your assets and not worry about all those bad things that could happen to the children. So, uh, so you can still get the step up, avoid probate some other things, uh, avoid the loss of credit protection for children, et cetera. Um, so, and so that got into the one of the other issues is if you give away your assets, say, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to be sued, then first of all, if you knew that you were going to be sued, then that is a fraudulent conveyance, so that wouldn't work. And number two, your child could get sued. Whoops. So be careful. Remember, so if we had that trust, mm-hmm. like we just mentioned, that could be avoided. And of course, if you have a trust, you would avoid probate. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of different ways to avoid probate. It didn't have to be just a typical revocable living trust, or you could have an irrevocable trust where you have elements of control like we were just talking about before, or sometimes people have beneficiary designations, you know, uh, paid on death or whatever. So if you're doing it to avoid probate, well, there's lots of other ways of doing it. And so it really depends on what your goals are. If it's just simply to avoid probate, and you're concerned that maybe you should, you've lost control, you didn't want to lose control, you could have a revocable living trust. If you're concerned about Medicaid and you didn't want to lose the step up in basis or concerned about your children's credit issues or whatever, you could do an irrevocable trust where you have elements of control. Mm-hmm. If you just wanted to say, oh, I don't want to do a trust at all, but there are some, have less insurance in case bad things happen. Because remember, on a trust, you're going to say all these different things that could bad, bad things could happen. Children could be disabled. Children could be sued. Children could have marital problems. You could do that all in legal documents. Uh, but if, you, if you're just saying, I don't care about any of that stuff, which I'm not necessarily saying I recommend, mm-hmm. but you could have beneficiary designations. Most people think, oh, I just want to avoid probate, but they don't think about the consequences of their beneficiary. As we keep on saying throughout this program, bad things that could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. You could get sued. You could have marital problems. You could have disability. You could die first. It was out of order. There could be addictions. There could be all sorts of bad things, and life is not perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's better generally recommended to have planning documents that will give those protections as opposed to just saying, I want to avoid probate. But sometimes people, all they concentrate is what happens when I die and not what happens when I live or what the issues are with the person that I'm giving to. That's a huge mistake that people make. You don't think about while you're alive. You only think about when you've already passed away, and that's very uh, bad thinking and dangerous. So avoid the minds in the minefield. Attend Michael's next workshop to find out what's best for your plan, what's best for your life, and um, what you want while you're alive and when you pass away. Sign up for Michael's next free estate planning essentials in-person workshop Tuesday, October 11th at 10 a.m. Dial 214-720-0102-214-720-0102 or go to Dallas elderlawyer.com dallaselderlawyer.com this program's goal is to trigger you that's that's a phrase they now you trigger your thinking to make you ask yourself i wonder if my estate is current and really what i want because you don't want things to haunt you while you're alive or for your heirs that's the key to michael's purpose and this program we hope to see you at the next workshop dallas elder law attorney michael cohen i thank you very much sir thank you don the record show.
leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.